What's up, sales culture? I'm Joe Lemon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. And so this has been one of those journeys for me. And I want to take you guys on a little a little lane here, a little story time. So first off, I want to say thank you for dropping past the station. Uh, please, you know, out the gate, let me just get this out the way. Go ahead and like it. Go ahead and share it and drop a comment so I can get this word out. Because I think this is going to be a channel that I'm really going to dive in deep, especially if you're in that sales position, the marketing role, anything B2B growth related. I'm going to really start hammering home some serious some serious insight to help you guys really try to get better. So that's what I want this channel to be about. So I just got done reading this book called The Challenger Customer. It's not that, you know, uh, it's not anything that's crazy new. It came out in 2015. I read the previous book. Um, it's the whole Challenger sale, you know, uh, it came out in 2011. It's a it's one of those classic, you know, like spin selling and has their own technique about selling. And I got a lot of great things out of that. One of the best things I got from the previous version, the challenger sale, I should say, is this question of why should your customer buy from you over anyone else? It's a great question. It's a question that started to, to kind of really get me thinking back in the day in 2011 when it, when it dropped. I might have had it like as soon as it came high off the press. I remember being excited about it. I got the audio book and a, and a hard copy when I was just getting into doing uh, B2B logistics sales fresh out of college there. So I was looking for a way, looking for a way to kind of separate myself because if you've ever played in that space and in the whole transportation, I mean, you're selling a service that literally thousands of people do. Like there's little competitive, you know, areas that you could possibly bring like better warehouse pricing or, you know, certain certain little aspects you might be able to kind of bring to it. But for the most part, everyone is selling the exact same service and they're literally using the exact same planes to kind of sell to actually do the service. So it really is one of those places where you got to figure out how you separate yourself. And if you're in this lane, there's a lot of other commoditized services and other products out there that are very similar. Now I'm in healthcare and I sell a medical device devices. Some are um, some have a very unique patent way of doing things that I can articulate and I can say this is how we're better than that guy or this is why we cost less. It's gonna this is gonna make you more money over XYZ my term. It's gonna cost you less dollars out the out the gate. So I can have those conversations now it's like a cheat code if you don't really know what separates yourself. But even with that, you still have to know the importance of like really understanding what's unique about you and your company and really having a story centered around that. And so this is what I want to kind of really drive home for you because, you know, this is sales culture, right? And so this is literally everything about, you know, modern day selling and marketing. And of course, my lane or my, or my medium that of choice is podcasting. One, just because it's so damn cost effective. You can get a podcast going for so cheap, man. You get the, get the equipment going and Literally, you just got to have a good strategy behind you and you're off and running and having conversations with people that you might find interesting and they actually want to talk to you. So we can we can talk about that later. <laughs> but, um, you know, really honing your message is what I want to talk about today. So, you know, uh, the, the, the brand new book that they've recently come out, our new 2000, 2015 new, I should say, was really all about selling to like large groups. And they have a cool nine step process. I won't waste our time doing it now. I'll save this for something that I'll kind of uh, I'll walk through at a different time in a different podcast. I think it's going to line up well with some of my interviews that I have lined up and some interviews I stockpiled. But, you know, it's really understanding that you're not selling to an individual anymore who doesn't have 
who doesn't have access to information. So that's what it was back in the day. Now it's like you literally, their whole thing is you're selling to 5.4 people every time you do a B2B transaction. Like there's purchasing, there's the person that's actually motivated, wants to see the change happen. And there's all these other stakeholders with their own incentives and motivations of why they do or don't want to change. And this is really something that we have to think about as people are trying to convince people to, to actually change because that's what everyone is selling. Everyone that does a B2B service, especially, but even products too, if you're selling their actual customer on changing. Like they don't want to move away from what they've been doing. Change takes work. It takes effort. It's risky. Um, you put your neck on the line. If you're the person on the other side of the table, um, you have to champion something. It's harder, <laughs> you know, the, the change and it's to be lazy and stay in your lane. So, you know, they really walk through it pretty nicely too. I got to say, a lot of this was... Um, if you've been selling, will be kind of common sense wise. But if you're new to selling to B2B groups, this is a great place. To, it's a great read. And especially even like from for a guy like myself, who's been in the in the field for uh, about 10 years now doing B2B, it, it still was a great refresher. And it gave me a lot of you know things to think about, especially when it comes to my content marketing strategy. And this is what I want to talk about today. So the content marketing play when it comes to B2B needs to be centered solely on your commercial insight. Like it has to be something that is solely around what makes you, and I mean you as an individual, and your company different than anybody else. And all your messaging needs to be tied back to that. I got to be a thousand percent honest. This is something that I've been guilty of not doing. Right. So this was a great learning piece for me. And I think this is really how you accelerate a lot of your marketing efforts, because if you're in sales, let's just say you work for a smaller company and that's the people I I choose to serve because I feel like I could bring the most value there. I got the most experience, the most strength behind behind working with those working with that um, group of, 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 of organizations like the 11 to 50 people are, are even smaller. And it's like um, understanding how you can really impact people in that niche market that you serve, but knowing what your strengths are within that and then not veering your content away from that. So it's distracting because there's too much noise in the marketplace as it is. Like nobody has time to keep track of where you're going with your with what you're up to. They're in it for them. Like they want to know what, how you're going to help them. How are you going to serve me? Like what type of information or insight or motivation or transfers of energy are you really giving me so I can get what I want to accomplish in life? That's what it's about. And so really tapping into that piece is something that I know that this is going to be something that's powerful for people in the future. So just from that point alone, I really recommend the book. Um, so focusing all your content. And so let, let's bring it home. Let's talk about how we can do this uh, a little bit from a sales perspective, right? B2B, especially as, uh, as sellers, we already know that people don't come to us until they've done their homework. I mean, I saw several pieces of research that says once that 71% of B2B buyers actually start doing all the research, look at all that general data, all that, you know, fluffy stuff that's out there. They're seventy two percent of the way sold on whatever you have before they talk to you, right? I mean, they're not going to pick up the phone like, "Hey, just give it to me straight. Give me everything that you got." 
Nobody does that, right? Because they because they can go to Google, <laughs> and now we can go to Alexa, and now we can just you know we can talk to our you can talk to Siri and just ask ask Siri to give it to us. And so you know the times are times are way 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 past someone reaching out and you you know dripping content out to them based off um, you know them not knowing anything about what's going on throughout the industry. So where interview based podcasts become really unique is the fact that you can get involved much earlier in the sales cycle, meaning that you can start that drip and you can be the go-to person because you guys spent a good 30 minutes networking with each other. And, you know, if you do this right, you have to conduct these interviews way past just the the whole generic, regular, you know, uh, run-through-the-mill uh, like type of what's in it for me conversations and really flip it and feature your people. Like I'm also finishing up this book called content based networking by the guys at Sweetfish media. I'll definitely do some highlights on them. Cause I've been following their stuff and I uh, love what they're up to. And literally like it's, you gotta have the Oprah effect, man. You gotta bring people on your show, highlight the hell out of them and let them know that they make them feel special. Let them talk about what, what's going on in the world. It's great. If you have an industry based type of podcast that you can do this on, and you let them riff, man. You let them do do them. And at the end of it, this is where it gets really good, is that you ask the question, and I got this from my guy Steve Gordon at Unstoppable CEO. It's a really good question, too. And it's, it's pretty simple. But I think it's, it's game-changing because he asked me, and I've been asking people ever since, is that if we have this discussion three years from today, what has to happen professionally and personally for you to feel happy about your progress. And then just shut up. Now you just listen. And you, you take a note and see if you can plug a person or help somebody out. And if you can't, then you can't. Like there's nothing you can do. It's fine. But if you can, then you do it. And there's no there's no string attached. There's no back end, whatever. It's just, yeah, man, you said you this was important too. So boom. You know, if I got a contact, I might be able to help out. Or if I can give an intro or if there's something I can do on the flip side and if it's giving to a charity, whatever it may be. I mean, um, that's a, that's just a killer, a killer process, man. A killer question, I should say. And Steve has a killer process. Like we, me and him did an interview two weeks ago and literally just the process of, I got a, I got a written letter. Uh, I got a landing page developed about the podcast. That's coming out in a couple of weeks. Keep you guys, keep you guys posted on that. And I got a gift. I mean, just, just having that systemized way to follow up. People want, to work with you then. Like they, they're looking for you to ask them. When you do all that, when you you cross off all those T's and dot all those I's, people are like, man, I gotta work with Joe. You know, I'm like, I was got done with the interview with Steve and I'm like, me and him have very similar services, but I'm like, Dad, I think I'm, I might be in the market. <laughs> like, like uh, I might do something with Steve. Just because it was that good, man. It's it's just it's just that smooth. It's it's not the the old school way of selling where you're across the table and you're trying to hammer someone. How I view it, and what I even like this tan, this 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 um this idea of sitting on the same side of the table with them. I think that's a good podcast name too. So might do something like that. But but anyway, but sitting on the same side of the table and just having a conversation, and that's what part of like having that commercial insight to bring it all back to the book is that you have to know where you're strong, but that means you also have to admit where you're weak and say I can't do anything for you here. I'm not your guy. I know some other guys that are phenomenal at that. You should. I could plug you with them and you become this amazing connector. And we all know how connectors operate. It's a different level 
of doing business. It's not the burn through your relationship style. It's the I'm the mayor of the city type of conversation. So anyway, guys, I, I really think that if you're into, you know, looking for interesting ways to approach B2B buying groups, uh, the the whole challenge of customer is a great read. Uh, I, di- I went through it on Audible. It was, it was pretty, uh, seven, six, seven hours, something like that. So a couple of road trips got me through it pretty, pretty quick. But um, huge, huge, uh, huge uh, proponent of the idea of having that consistent message that's wrapped around and, and really based on your commercial insight, whatever that is, whatever your unique position is, you and your company, what you really care about, what you really offer, and people you really want to serve. And so to put a nice bow on it, when I think about sales culture and what we're up to, literally, like I'm here to serve much smaller businesses with limited budgets, but they have some serious ambitious goals and trying to leverage some cost-effective tech, you know, co- content marketing strategies like podcasting, and then baking those in with some sales tools to really help you drive some more business. Like this whole podcasting lane is a great way to play. If you to give you some real life tangible exa- examples, um, look at what I'm doing with my other podcast called The Real Value Exchange. It's centered around healthcare, specifically around cash-based services around healthcare. Why? Because I sell medical devices that assist people with building a cash-based practice. So I talk about the industry. I bring on industry leaders and we talk shop and then I just network. I don't sell them. <laughs> you know, I don't go from interviewing them about, you know, what, what they're passionate about and why they got into healthcare and then ask for business. No, I ask them, how can I help and what other endeavors do you have lined up for this year or what other things that are important to you for over the next three years? And I listen. And a lot of times I can't do anything for them. But every once in a while, there's something cool that happens. So, so anyway... Guys, I really enjoyed just dropping this podcast. I really look forward to bringing you guys more and more value. I look forward to really honing this message around what sales and marketing in the B2B space can do with limited budgets, man. Because you can throw, if you got tons of money, you can go, you know, buy SEO. You can buy uh, pay-per-click ads and Facebook ads and YouTube pre-rolls. And you can even get into the podcasting, advertising. I played around with that. I really like that space. But but there's tons of there's tons of things that you can do. But if you're a small if you're a small guy, and I like serving small businesses because it's people that are normally trying to look for ways to just control their own life and they're maxed out because they're small, right? And they're running hard. And so they need good people, but it's got every dollar's got to count. Every dollar is measured and every dollar needs to have a return on it. So I know podcasting can be that for you if you're interested. Please hit me up. I'm at info at salesculture.work. That's info at salesculture.work. Info at salesculture.work. I'm Joe Lemon. And again, I appreciate you guys dropping by the actual show. Until next time, you guys keep pounding.